Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Good morning, my beautiful friends. I need to let you know that this probably is not going to be surprising to you at all if you follow me on the Instagram, but I'm drinking a cup of my coffee with my luxurious foam, and it has been a game changer. (laughs) I got this foamer for my birthday that I've posted about online, and I have used it every single day. And man, it is just bringing me so much joy. So much joy. Yesterday, I did a little hot chocolate mocha type thing with some foam. And oh, it is just, it is really just what I needed for the month of December. <laughs> so if you need some joy in your life, I, I cannot recommend enough a milk frother steamer thing. If you want to know more about it, you can message me on Instagram. I'll send you the link. It's just, it's a real treat and you deserve to treat yourself with some delicious foam. Okay. That's not at all what I'm talking to you about. And I wish that I could say I was sponsored by them, my coffee foamer, but I'm not. I just genuinely love it. But maybe someday we all have to have goals, right? That's not at all what I wanted to talk to you about. So today, the three reasons you can't stop eating. The three reasons you continue to feel out of control around food. Now, there could be other reasons, I suppose, but these are the three main reasons why I see women continue to feel out of control around food. So get ready. I'm going to be telling you these and also offering some suggestions about what to do if that is you. If you're like, oh, yep, that's me. That one's me. All right. The first one is physical restriction. Physical restriction means you just are not eating enough food. Unfortunately, the majority of plans and programs out there give you a very, very minimal amount of calories. And it's no wonder your body is literally screaming after day three or four of feed me. I don't care what it is. I don't care if I have to eat out of the garbage. Give me all the food now. If you feel that kind of animalistic is, is a kind of a good way of explaining it, something that I personally related to, just like this wildly out of control feeling, the odds of you not getting enough calories are pretty good. You're kind of trying to fight against biology. You're, you're basically fighting against your human desires, your human needs to eat, to keep you alive. And... I will say in the beginning of this work, it's not uncommon to need to eat a little bit more food. I certainly know I did because 
Many of you have probably been dieting and restricting and binging for years, if not decades. And so something that we work on within my one-on-one coaching is establishing that trust again with your body so you know, I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to stop when I'm full. And if that feels super far off for you right now, please don't let that stop you because we all start somewhere and it is 100% possible for you to get to that place where you do eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and don't really think about food unless you're eating it. It's totally possible for you. But to get there, we have to first address this number one step that is physical restriction. Again, if you are not eating enough food, you will continue to feel out of control around food, constantly thinking about food, obsessing about it, and and very likely eating more than what feels comfortable. It's a very normal and healthy reaction and response from your body. So what do you do about this? This is something I commonly see. So when when people aren't eating enough or they feel out of control around food, what I often see is women going to a plan or Whole30 or something like that where there's more rules and more restrictions. And it just it just doesn't last. It's kind of like uh, the the equal and opposite energy, right? The amount that you're restricting is often the degree to which you're going to be binging. So what do you do here? You add food in. This is a very simple kind of mindset shift. It's almost like we're tricking your brain, but we're also not tricking your brain. We're creating that safety within your brain. But here's what I know about people. The second you tell them you can't have something, they want it a hundred times more. And we're going to be talking about this in the second tip. But first, add food in. Instead of thinking about, okay, I'm not going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat this. Add food in. Add an extra egg in at breakfast. Add some a snack in in the middle of the day. You need to be bringing stuff in instead of telling yourself all of the things that you can't have because it's just going to drive you to food faster. So physical restriction. If you aren't eating enough, you will continue to feel out of control around food. Add food in. Reason two, you're feeling out of control around food and can't stop eating. Mental restriction. So for those of you that heard the first one, physical restriction, and you're sitting at home thinking, listen, there's no way in hell I am restricting. If you saw what I was eating, you would agree I'm going way overboard. I'm eating way more than I need. It's out of control. I don't need to bring any more calories in. Okay, if that's what you're thinking, this is the tip for you. Mental restriction. 
It is when you sit down to eat something or you're offered a dessert. It's often flour, sugar items, right? That's that's usually what most of us are binging on. Like there are definitely times, I mean, I personally went through this where I was binging on iceberg lettuce and bags of baby carrots because I was trying so desperately hard not to like break my no sugar, no flour stuff and just stay within my my rules and regulations around food. But most of us you know, when you're binge eating, it's not on steamed broccoli, right? It's on cake, flour, sugar, chocolate, you know, candy, things like that. So if when you are eating it or you sit down to have a pastry or you're offered dessert or your child gives you a cookie, the whole time you're thinking, oh God, okay, I'm just going to have this one. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to just have this one and then I'm not having any more tomorrow. Or something I used to think about when I was really in the thick of things, I would work out super hard and then I would inevitably end up binging or eating ice cream or something after. And the whole time I was thinking, I've just gone back on all the work I just put in. I can't believe I did this. After I eat this, after it's out of my house, I'm never buying it again. I'm never doing this again. What is wrong with me? I'm getting back on track tomorrow. What that does in the moment is make you eat that food faster and eat a lot more of it because it's kind of like your impending, the impending doom of I'm never going to get this again, which again, a very, very normal and understandable reaction from your body when you're being faced with restriction and deprivation. Your body is doing exactly what it needs to be doing. The brain is where we have to get in there and kind of tweak things around a little bit. And so Mental restriction is something I constantly see, especially for women that feel like they're eating enough. So what do you do about this? Yes, that's me. Yes, when I sit down to have a dessert or yes, when I'm presented the opportunity to go eat ice cream, the whole time I'm thinking about, I shouldn't be doing this. What's wrong with me? Starting tomorrow, I'm never doing it again. What do you do? In the, so this is going to take a little bit of practice, right? It's not. This isn't something that I just tell you and then you're like, "Whoop, got it. I'm good for life," <laughs> right? My coaching program would be 24 hours long if that were the case. It takes a little bit of repetition, but again, so entirely possible for you. So what you begin to practice is allowance, is mental allowance. Because I know some of you out there can't even think about going on a diet or restricting without going off the rails. What I would consider this time of year is kind of like the fuck it, I'll just start in January time. It's like the Bermuda Triangle between uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. And it doesn't have to be that way. But it's actually that thought of, I'm going to start in January, that's leading you to make choices around food and eat in a way that feels worse than if you just 
listened to your body and trusted that this food is not going anywhere. So that is what you begin to bring in and practice is I'm not doing anything wrong with my food. When you sit down to have some ice cream or pancakes or cereal or crackers or chips, whatever it is, reminding yourself, I'm not doing anything wrong. I can eat this whenever I want. We're taking that morality out of the food. Because I know many of you are, there's, there's definitely a good, bad, right, wrong, just enough, that's too much way of eating. And it will continue to bite you in the butt. All right. The third reason why you can't stop eating, this is emotional restriction. Emotional restriction is when you are not allowing emotions to come out. This feels really simple, but this is something I see constantly. Our clients not wanting to voice their fear or anxiety or the need to rest. You're constantly showing up saying, it's fine. No, it's fine. I've got it. Yeah, no problem. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. No, it's great. Anything you can do to appease someone else, do what you think is the right thing, pushing everything you need down. And it is often pushing it down with food. I used to work two, three jobs, do all the things, all the volunteer stuff, because I thought it made me better. I thought if I could just keep all of these people happy, if I can just look like I'm really busy, everything will be fine. But what ended up happening was I would go home and I would take that exhaustion. I would take that frustration. I would take that sadness or loneliness out on myself instead of saying, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm busy. I'd love to. I'm unable to do that. Is there something else I can do? Or I don't want to. No, thanks. Not interested. There's this amazing quote that I want to share with you that just shows this so perfectly. It's by Cheryl Richardson. And it says, if you avoid conflict to keep the peace, you start a war within yourself. And that is so true. You show up trying to keep the peace with others, but what ends up happening is you take it out on yourself. And this, a lot of this comes back to building up your self-worth and your self-confidence and your certainty in that you are 100% worthy of saying no to things, of making suggestions, of not going because you just don't feel like it at the last minute. You're always allowed to change your mind about things. But when we aren't expressing what's going on for us internally, going back to that quote, we start a war within. So to begin ending that inner war, what I suggest you do is 
take some time at the end of the day, and you, you might roll your eyes at me, but to journal. Because you just can't change something if you don't know it's happening. And for many of you, you're probably very unaware that a lot of this is happening. This is the benefit of working with a coach is that they help you see things that you just can't see. It's in a massive blind spot. I hear it all of the time from my clients. Like, I had no idea that was happening to me. I also had no idea there was another way. So spend some time at the end of the day, and I'm talking like five minutes here, 10 minutes. I know there's a lot of overachievers out there that feel like journaling needs to be this Instagram-worthy event. It doesn't. Get a freaking piece of paper, write some stuff down, throw it away after, who cares? But get it out of your brain so you can slow it down a little bit to start seeing what's actually happening, what you're truly feeling Because when you can start seeing what's happening, when you can start noticing what you're feeling, then you can have the opportunity to do something different. But for a lot of you, it's just like thought, action, thought, action, thought, action. Like there's no gap. There's no space between what you think and what you do. It's just bam, immediate. It's like black and white, written in stone. This is how I do things. And I want to open that up, like pull the curtains back to a whole new world. Yes, that, that is available to you when you do this work. And if you are interested in doing this work on a deeper level, if you are ready to be done with fighting food and your body and all of the insanity, send me a message because it is possible for you. And we can have a call. And within that call, we're going to figure out exactly what is going on with you and food and why you've been struggling for years. And I'm very excited also to bring on next week a client that I just wrapped up with who I think a lot of you are going to relate to. She is someone who also felt like, I can never not struggle with this. I'm destined to just be in this relationship with food. So get ready. That's going to be a great episode. And please listen to this episode again, because I gave you some big points, some big takeaways. Go back through, listen again, take some notes and start implementing some of these suggestions. And let me know how they go for you. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram. Feel free to send me a friend request or send me a message and let me know where you feel like you're getting stuck in your relationship with food. Is it the physical restriction? Is it the mental restriction? Is it the emotional restriction? Where is it that you feel is your biggest hangup right now? All right, my friends, thank you for being here. I'm going to finish this delicious cup of coffee and I will talk to you next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. 
And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.